The Sunday Grill with Crane and Crane Insurance. To compare motor and home insurance quotes across multiple different insurers, see craneandcrane.ie. My first guest this morning is in the middle of doing something quite physical at the moment. And I talk to them during the week because right now, Ian Purcell is using an indoor bike to cycle 180 kilometres after swimming 3.8 kilometres in a state-of-the-art endless pool that he got from a rather notorious sporting personality. The clue is in notorious. He's then going to run 42.2 kilometres and then he will have completed a full indoor Ironman while adhering to the two kilometre radius set out by the government during lockdown. Ian is doing it for very special reasons and he is on the phone from his county Tipperary home in Clonmel this morning. Hi, Ian. Hi, Orla. How's it going? Great, great. Now, so you decided to go for the full Ironman. You didn't think, oh, a triathlon would do. No, I think we uh, we decided to go for the full whack, yeah, the full Ironman. Um, just because I guess it's uh, such a hard challenge, and um, I, and for the state of air fitness at the moment, um, it's probably even a harder challenge than normal. Yeah. So you're a triathlete. You take part in a lot of triathlons. Yeah, um, about ten years ago, I got into triathlon. I was kind of playing GAA for a lot of my life, and uh, I decided to try my first triathlon in 2011 up in Castle Connell and uh, it was a sprint triathlon which would be uh, a short short enough triathlon that, that most people could certainly finish um, and then it, it's like a it's like a bubble or, or something that kind of just drags you in you know you're kind of thinking I can definitely maybe go a little bit further or, or I can go a bit harder and all that kind of thing before you know it then you know within I think three four years I signed up to Ironman Lanzarote so that's the, the, the full Ironman in Lanzarote and um, that was that was a really really good experience. It was a brilliant experience. Next year, then uh, I did another one up in Galway called Challenge Galway. And uh, I suppose in in the intervening years, uh, there was plenty of half Ironmans as well, and other challenges and plenty of marathons too. You know, so uh, okay. yeah, that's where we are now. So your life kind of stopped last autumn when one of your children was diagnosed with melanoma. So I presume that just threw everything up in the air for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, for ourselves and and uh, you know, for the other family out in Clarehan as well. I mean, like it, it's it's a it's like being being hit by a bus, really. You know, when you when you get news like that. Um, but I guess you know when we were up in Crumlin and uh, seeing what what they do up there, you know, they really put you at your your ease and and all the the, the children at their ease as well. And this is a very very special place and and the work that they do up in Crumlin. You know, it's kind of mind blowing, really. You know, um, and I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, enough people around the place know exactly what they do. You know, so uh, mm. yeah, I I was talking to a few of my clients in in October, November as well, who've also had children, um, up in Crumlin or, or Temple Street, and, and back then, you know, we were out for a few drinks after the Dublin Marathon, and uh, we decided, you know, yeah, yeah, next year, you know, 2020, we'll organise a 5k fun run, you know, and we'll try and get as many people involved uh, in Clonmel as possible we're trying to raise funds for Crumlin and, and so on you know and yeah we, we, we had great notions of it and then you know life gets in the way and yeah you're busy again with work and so on and uh, and then we kind of forgot about it you know we kind of forgot about uh, what we were planning to do and then um, a couple of weeks ago uh, the same child again had to go back up to Crumlin for, for more surgery and luckily mm. every, everything is brilliant everything is, is just uh, all clear and it's like winning the lottery again you know it's, it's amazing mm. but that kind of gave me a little bit of a kickstart 
to go, okay, right, look, you, you know, you, you've been given a, another chance here to do something and you're in a very, very good position to, to do something here to, to raise a bit of money. Um, and that's, that's why uh, I decided about two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, I think, uh, to, um, to do this, you know, to do an Ironman, uh, indoor Ironman triathlon, you know, which uh, I believe is, is, is a very first one ever to be done in Ireland you know I would say so because you do have the time of course like yeah, all of us do we, you know but I have the time have now the distance. Yeah. yeah no yeah. I, I don't have any training done for it um, <laughs> in any way but you know what I think through sheer stubbornness alone you know we, we will get through the day and it's not just me I'm after roping in uh, one of my good friends Kevin Ryan to do it as well um, for two reasons uh, the first reason is uh, myself and Kevin we both own that pool the endless pool um, we, we bought okay. it we bought it together in December and uh, and the other reason is that Kevin just never ever says no to a challenge. Um, so like, I knew I could count on him. So Kevin is starting a bit earlier than you, obviously because it's it's you both have the pool, so you need to take it in turns. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, so I can only fit one person at a time, and obviously you know social distancing rules and all yes. that. You know, we we couldn't go into the pool together anyway. Um, <laughs> so he's he's kicking off a halfway in the morning, and uh, he should be finished at about quarter to seven. Um, about that time, you know. So once we have the area kind of disinfected and so on, and I'm and I'm ready to get in, I'll I'll kick off at, at seven a.m. and okay. um and I'll be finished in around maybe ten past eight around that time, and uh, and then you know as soon as we're both finished, we immediately get onto the to the bike legs of the of the Ironman then. In your respective homes, is that how? It's yeah, working? exactly. Yeah, so I live about fifteen hundred meters away from Kevin, so about what one minute drive away. Okay. So I'll, I'll pop into the car, I'll, I'll tell myself off very, very quickly after the swim, I'll pop into the car, I'll have the engine running for the air so it'll be nice and warm, and uh, I'll, I'll drive back home um, straight into my, my log cabin studio, and I have the, the watt bike set up there with the treadmill right beside it. So it'll all be, I'll be in there for the next uh, probably 10 or 11 hours in the log cabin. 10 you know? or 11 hours. Yeah. Are you going to watch exactly. anything? Are you going to listen to uh, anything? Well, yeah, we have a few things planned. Um, so... With cycling indoors now, um, Zwift, it's, it's an online cycling platform. It's after becoming very, very popular. Um, and okay. it means that you can you can cycle virtually with other people all across the world. Um, and there's several different courses and so on. You can pick courses in London, over in America, um, and, and England as well. It's, it's just brilliant. Um, so we're it's going to be so meeting feel up. feel like you're actually on yeah, the road. Yeah, exactly. In, in a way, you know. Um, and I have a lot of friends of mine who are going to virtually meet up with us as well on, on Zwift and, and actually a lot of other people that I don't even know have, have kind of committed to meeting up with us um, or meeting up with me at half eight and Kevin will join in then. Kevin at that stage will have about 45k done on Zwift so he, okay. he will have the option to join in then. So it's not too bad. I have a very, very good um, playlist on Spotify um, and you know my wife and, and my baby will be into me with, with treats during, during the day and uh, my son will be on Zoom to me um, throughout the day as well so like that brilliant that'll be brilliant and of course you know? you'll be listening to Old School Sunday on Beat as well oh 100% as always yeah like I, I never miss <laughs> it never miss good it good to hear yeah. now you've got over 100 Clonmel families to take part in this they've pledged to walk or jog a few kilometres in solidarity and one 80 year old runner is going to do a number of laps around his house yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so my dad, who turned 80 last December, he uh, he was a very, very good marathon runner back back in his day. You know, I think he did 35 or 36 marathons. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, he really, really loves running, you know. Um, and, and luckily for him, he has that little car park next door to their house, you know. So he's going to do 65 laps of that car park. Um, and that equates to 10 kilometers of a run. 
So uh, yeah, he, he after he's after committing to that yesterday. So that's pretty that's exciting crazy. as well to, to know that. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. There's there's well over 100 families now in Clamwell and beyond that have committed to to either running laps in their garden or going out and, and onto their road, you know, or or keeping within that that 2k radius without around their house. And only 90 minutes ago, I got a text from Kevin's dad-in-law. Um, uh, who has committed to doing a 100 kilometer cycle in a 2k loop around his house um, <laughs> on the morning as well? So, like, I mean, the, the thing is kind of getting out of control a bit, but uh, in, it in, is. In, in a very good way, you know. And you know, God, I, I love messages, a cycle, but I don't I think he's thought that one through. No, and, and he, the same he, yeah, and he texts me um, saying, "I might be a bit dizzy at the end." I say, "That's, that's, that's, that's an understatement." <laughs> But, um, he might know that road like the back of his hand. Oh, for God's well. sake, he'll be sick of it, you know. But um, <laughs> look, come here. As far as we're concerned, you know, if people are are, are staying within the guidelines and are, are keeping safe and are keeping well. You know, oh, then you know, we we, we, we you do know, really really love the support. You know, exactly, and it's a great boost for people as well to think that they're doing something for Crumlin Children's Hospital too. You're doing really well at the moment. You're trying to raise. 10,000 euro and you're past the halfway mark on that as well so hopefully you'll get to reach it and yeah well more. actually we, we we just only a few months minutes ago we, we passed the, the three-quarter mark we're up to 7,550 euro now you know so we're, we're delighted that with that and it just shows okay. the, the generosity of people is, is just incredible you know brilliant well you're just giving page if people want to search for it is iron man for crumlin 2020 probably the best place for people to go and see right now if they want to what you're doing because you are exactly, live yeah. on facebook um you are a physical therapist so if people search your instagram it's ian Purcell physical therapy but also on facebook it's ip sports massage is where people will find you as well and you're going to be doing live updates on those sites too well best of luck it sounds like Thank a great way much. to spend a sunday and for a great um, cause as well. Yeah, I'm not sure it's a great way to spend a Sunday, but look, we'll give it our best anyway. And we will get a there. Great we might way have to, to crawl. get out of the house, Ian. A exactly. brilliant excuse to leave all your responsibilities behind for a day. Exactly, you know. And there'll be plenty of uh, pizza and supermax and ice cream waiting for us at the very, very end as well. So look forward There you go. There you go. Well, that just giving page yeah. again is justgiving.com. And the fundraiser is called Iron Man for Crumlin 2020. Ian Purcell from Clonmel. Best of luck with it all. Thank you very much, Arla. Talk to you later. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, we've been talking to Southeast natives living abroad during lockdown over the past few weeks. So much so that I think I'm going to rename this time of the day. Where are you, hon? Or would you not come home, hon? Uh, my next guest is no different. Christine Redmond is originally from County Wexford, so she's going to get the hon. And this Sunday is her turn to be asked on the Sunday Grill. Where are you, hon? I'm in Cambodia. Oh, you are the furthest afield that we have talked to. Congratulations to you, Christine. <laughs> Thanks. Now, tell us, how long have you been in Cambodia and what brought you there in the first place? Sure. I just hit the two-year mark, um, two mark in Cambodia. So I moved here in March two years ago and I moved over here to work for a charity. I had been working for a charity in Dublin previously, uh, Goethe Self-Help Africa, and mm -hmm. loved my time there and just really wanted to live somewhere where the projects were taking place so I could have a better idea of what was really going on before I had traveled a lot to countries but didn't stay for a long time. So mm -hmm. that was the reason for moving to Cambodia. And what have you been doing in Cambodia? Uh, it's very varied. So I moved over to work for a small local charity that worked primarily in the capital city here of Phnom Penh. Worked with 
children that couldn't afford to go to school, so offered them accelerated education to get them into school, and then a really cool football program as well. And I did that for about a year and a half, and that was mostly office-based, but the school was, was in the office too, so I was always around the kids, and my work is in communication. So I would do a lot of photography and videography and just tell the story of the charity to help get more support for it. And then about six months ago, I made a leap to work for an international charity based here in Phnom Penh as well, doing similar education work. Now, as we know, we are all on lockdown here in Ireland and many, many countries in Europe. But I can really hear the sounds of Cambodia in the background there with you. What is going on there? Yeah, even though uh, we're meant to be staying at home at the moment, there's still a lot of people on the streets. It's around 6 p.m. here at the moment, so it's the time people kind of finish work and a lot of people just eat on the streets. It's it's really hot outside um, and it's noisy, as you can tell. And how is Cambodia doing with COVID-19? It is hard to say because the media is tightly controlled, so I can't... I can't know how accurate the information is that we receive, unfortunately. Mm. At the moment, we have 122 cases confirmed and there's been no no deaths, 119 um, recovered and we haven't had any new cases in 16 or 17 consecutive days. Okay, but you don't feel completely uh, that that might be the case? I, I question it because almost 50% of the country live um, within the poverty line. So even accessing healthcare would be very difficult for them to do so. So they might not get tracked if they were sick. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how do you feel like that about that personally? Like it's a country of what, 15, over 15 million people. Mm-hmm. And they're saying they have 121 cases and most of them are recovered. Do you feel safe there? I feel safe if I take uh, take precautions myself. So mm. there hasn't been any official guidance really on, on, there hasn't been any lockdown. So people are pretty much free to go to work and go to restaurants and bars and all that kind of stuff. So in order for myself to feel safe, I've just kind of imposed a self-isolation. And what does that mean for it you? Means, it means working from home. Uh, it's very, very hot, like I mentioned, and my home doesn't have air conditioning, so that's been a challenge. Okay. Um, and yeah, just doing doing everything from home, maybe going out once or twice a week uh, for a cycle with a friend or to the grocery store, and that's pretty much it. And you've been working for an international aid agency, so are they fairly okay with you working from home? Are they following what other countries are doing with lockdown? Absolutely, yeah. The organization I work for... Um, is very happy for us all to work from home and make us as comfortable as possible. We are doing emergency food distribution projects at the moment, so I have left to participate in that, and I will probably do that again next week. Okay. There's been a lot of talk about lockdown, and, you know, we're very lucky here. We live in a first-world country, but there's a lot of talk about countries like Jordan, perhaps, or India, that a lot of their workers live in the factories that they working so therefore if they go into lockdown they're in really close quarters is that the same in Cambodia yeah the the situation is interesting here in fact that the one of the largest industries is the garment industry so there's Mm. a lot of factories here and mostly um, employ females and they might live in dormitories so really close quarters like you mentioned Mm. 
But because all the trade is more or less stopped between the major buyers like Europe and the US, um, all those factories are closing. So actually those workers are out of work and they're, they're going back home to their rural provinces at the moment. Okay, great. So they have somewhere to go rather than being in a dormitory. Yeah. And is there a homeless problem in Cambodia then if people are out of those um, dormitories and have nowhere to go? It's not something that's very visible here. And I think because there's a huge sense of community and family that someone wouldn't typically go homeless, they'd just move in with someone else. And that leads to overcrowding. So there's a lot of overcrowding and mm. substandard living conditions. Okay. And what has the feeling been in Cambodia? Are people worried about COVID-19 or are they believing that they have quite low numbers and are happy to carry on with their lives? It's been really interesting when the outbreak first happened here, which was kind of early March, it was positioned as a foreigner virus. So it seemed like only foreigners could catch it and a Cambodian could only catch it if they came into direct contact with a foreigner. Uh, So the atmosphere was kind of a little bit against foreigners for a few weeks, but then that that changed. And, And now that there's been no new cases in two weeks, it just seems that people are a lot more relaxed, more people on the streets, not as many people wearing masks. So there was only a a period of about a month where it seemed it was being taken very seriously and now not so much. So now mostly people are getting on with their lives apart from if they work in a factory which isn't really producing anything at the moment. Yeah, I mean, schools are still closed as well. So um, most teachers are developing uh, content online to reach their students. Okay, I'm going to put on my very mammy hat right now that I've been asking all people who are living abroad. Would you not just come home? (laughs) Uh, I've heard that so many times. No, (laughs) this is my home now. (laughs) Is it? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I feel really comfortable here. You know, it's where I've lived for two years um, and I feel really committed to the work that my organization is doing. They're helping some of the most vulnerable populations. And I feel if I left now, you know, it doesn't really show my commitment to that work either. And it's really meaningful to have your values aligned with the place where you work. Mm -hmm. True, true. And tell me, is it your home forever, do you think? Or would you like to travel to other countries? I, I I'd like to travel to other countries and I'd eventually like to move closer to home as well, to be near my mommy. Um, okay. As but yeah, I'm not sure. To. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Well, listen, take care of yourself in Cambodia. Uh, Christine, it was lovely to talk to you this morning. If anyone wants to check out your photos, do you have them up anywhere on social media? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. So you can just look up Christine Redmond. That's my name on Instagram. Okay, good stuff. And that is Christine Redmond from Ferns in County Wexford, living in Cambodia. Take care of yourself. And I I presume there's no chance of you getting air conditioning at this stage. I think it's too late. Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's something I hate so much about being in a hot country with no air conditioning. So I feel your pain. What have you been doing? How do you sleep at night? I have a fan directed on my bed. It's pretty good. (laughs) Good stuff. That works. Well, listen, I hope everything goes well for you there. And thanks a million for talking to us this morning. Thanks very much, Orla. Bye. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. I am feeling the lockdown slump this week. I've hardly been out for a walk and have a near fatal addiction to Real Housewives binges on Now TV. So if anyone can get me out of that funk, it has to be a three-time Olympian, best-selling author and Ireland's fittest family coach that is Dervil O'Rourke. And Dervil is also the creator of healthy lifestyle platform Dervil 
www.ie and to mark the first birthday of the platform she's offering a new four week summer strong challenge in which she'll give members a daily home fitness workout recipe and self care tips and she's chatting to me on the Sunday Grill this morning. Hi Adervil. How are you? I'm great, how are you? I am good, like everybody, just trying to juggle our new normal at the moment. I have a one-year-old, a four-year-old, and uh, quite busy with Derville.ie, so it's um, <laughs> a ter- definitely a challenging time, I think, for everybody. And you know what, Derville, I almost have the same lifestyle as you with that juggle. I also have a four-year-old, and yet I seem to be able to watch hours and hours of rubbish television. Oh, look, we're all guilty of that. But I do think, right, we have to go, what are easy wins when it comes to feeling good? And for me, I don't think you need much more than 20 to 30 minutes Mm -hmm. of movement a day um, to make you feel really good. When it comes to cooking, I think if you try and just do a few new recipes, doing some stuff from scratch, just be aware of your portioning and how you're eating. And then just in terms of self-care, just reminding yourself to like, okay, bring someone who makes you feel positive. Um, just taking a bit of time away from your phone, I think, is really important. So I think we're all in that kind of place where we like a bit of comfort in our TV, but at the same time, we need to mind ourselves. Yeah, totally. And as I said at the start, I have lost all motivation. In fact, this morning, I thought that during this lockdown, what I would do is get back to running and do couch to 5K. I'm already a week and a half behind on my training. And this morning, I will find any excuse not to do it. This morning, my earbuds wouldn't collect, connect to Bluetooth. So I just turned around and went home. <laughs> well, look, I'm not going to give out to you about that <laughs> okay. because we all get days like that. Uh, something that I have found was really helpful at the start of this period of time was I have a private members group on derville.ie mm-hmm. and my members post on it every single day. So when we started lockdown, we started a like four week healthy at home challenge and it made me accountable because I knew I had to post on there every day and I wasn't going to post things that weren't true. Um, so I was like, okay, we're doing this challenge. We're all in this together. So even when I felt rubbish on days, like being able to go somewhere and say, I feel absolutely rubbish. I just didn't want to go out the door and I didn't go out the door. And I think there was always people who picked me up. So that's why I've led us into this Summer Strong Challenge, which starts on the 4th of May, and which is another four weeks. And I think four weeks is a really good block. I think how we're living right now, four weeks is long enough for uh-huh. all of us to concentrate. Yeah. It's all home-based, and it is just really nice stuff. We're actually kicking it off with a live class, and it's going to be the first time ever the site has done a live class with me and a personal trainer. And... Look, we'll all have bad days, but you know what? We'll have good days too. We just have to keep picking each other up, I think. And what I like is your title, that you've called it Summer Strong. I hate those four weeks to a bikini body type things. It puts people under so much pressure. There's something very empowering about feeling stronger. Absolutely. And I think in particular, I think for women, you know, we can beat ourselves up so much about oh, I've put on baby weight or I want to be in a bikini body. But actually, what I want to be is strong. What I want my daughter to grow up to want to be is strong. And Mm -hmm. that's why, like, I teamed it strong. And it's about being strong physically and mentally and just taking ourselves through May in a really positive way where, you know, we're doing a simple workout a day. It's not going to be anything that's overly complicated, but it will make people feel really good. It's between circus and pilates, a little bit of running and walking in there. Um eating well, nourishing your body to feel good. For me, it's always about adding stuff in to thrive as opposed to taking stuff out. 
I just think, you know, we have to mind ourselves. Yeah, totally. Now, as you said, this kicks off tomorrow, Monday, May the yes. 4th. You're offering a, a week free membership on your site, but you're also offering a frontline staff three months free membership. How is this working? Yeah, so what we introduced when lockdown started was one week free. So it's seven days for free, so you can cancel any time in that seven days. And after that, it's seven euro per month. Um, and then Earth, my site has all, like Derby.ie has all been led by members since it started in January 2019. The members have always driven parts of the site. So one of the things that, like I have friends who are working in the front line at the moment and what they're doing is incredible. You know, my biggest gripe is that I have to stay at home. I, you know, I can't imagine how hard it is in the front line mm. and I just know some of the stuff they're doing. So one of my members um, came to me and she was saying that she wanted to gift a friend of hers who's a frontline worker, um, two-month membership to the site. So instead of that, what we decided was anybody who was on the site, we have nearly 4,000 members on the site, which is amazing, that anybody on the site could actually put forward the name and email of a frontline worker that they wanted to give three months to, and we would just do it for them. So at the moment, we have nearly 600 um, frontline workers that we've gifted membership to. So that's been brilliant. It's been great to have them come on to the site and come on, then come on to our private group and just be chatting to us. And you know what? The site has such a wide variety of content from a five-minute Pilates session to like a 30-minute workout to all the recipes, to some self-care mindset tips in there, and to just have people use all the different parts of the site. And I think for the members to drive that initiative to give back was a really, really nice thing. And when you say frontline workers, are you hearing what these people are doing? Because I think we think of nurses and doctors, but like frontline workers can be people in supermarkets, delivery drivers, people in pharmacies. Absolutely. And like where I live, I live on a bus route and like I see the buses going past my house all the time. And Mm. I just think, again, you know, like I get to sit in my house and look out at the buses like, but what they're doing every day is incredible. And I just think the huge variety in what frontline is and like even myself, my husband actually would be saying that going, you know, to get up in the morning and go out and be working in a supermarket is no easy task right now. And like, we're all really fortunate. Like I'm really fortunate in my job is Derville.ie, creating the content, creating my community on there. And I'm lucky I can do that from my house with my kids. Um, But yeah, we're very fortunate, I think, in this country, what people are doing for us. We really are. I've heard it say, and it really resonated with me, that when it comes to a healthy lifestyle, it's not about motivation. It's about determination. Would you agree with that? If I, I think it's actually about consistency. Mm. If I had to give gift people one thing for a healthy lifestyle, it would be long term consistency because I think to get into healthy habits that you hold on to long term is really, really valuable for anybody. So like any of the challenges I do, like some are strong, I expect that members of my community will keep doing those workouts afterwards. They'll keep doing a lot of the recipes afterwards and certain things will stick. And so for me, I'd always go with consistency. And I think when it comes to motivation, I think we all don't feel motivated every day and that's perfectly fine. But I think if you have some good healthy habits that start to become ingrained in your daily habits, it's much, much easier and you don't have to wake up wanting to take on the world, you know? Yeah, true. And then, of course, you are a sprint hurdles athlete. But do you have a favourite day-to-day exercise? Is there something that you will go onto your website and really look forward to or even go outside and do consistently, as you said? I will, every week, I will consistently do 
Pilates from my site. I knew um, you were going to say that. That is my <laughs> one thing that I cannot force myself to do. And I know how good it would be for me. You know what? I'm actually quite useless at it. So <laughs> I have a brilliant Pilates trainer on my site. And I do her classes on the site and it's funny because I'm in some of them and my four-year-old thinks it's really funny if they're on if I'm putting them onto the TV that I'm on the TV and trying to do the TV but um for me when I was an athlete when I was a professional athlete I always integrated a bit of Pilates and then when I retired and I was pregnant I did a bit of Pilates after I had my two babies I did it so it's the one thing that's always kept me moving and kept me feeling strong and I promise you I'm totally useless at it so I think it's just really good movement. And because on the site, we've got like from five minute classes, the whole way up to 30 minute classes, you can kind of choose. Like even if you're having a day where you're just absolutely allergic to doing it, mm-hmm. anyone can get through five minutes. Yeah, actually, I will try the five minutes. I think it is the quietness of Pilates as well is my issue. I'm constantly thinking, what do I need to do next? You know, I find that when I do yoga, mm. when I do yoga, yes. it's the step too quiet. I feel Pilates is just that little bit before yoga, whereas yoga, I find I joke that I'm not zen enough for yoga. I am definitely not zen enough for yoga. <laughs> definitely not. And how do you feel as an athlete? Obviously, you have learned to be the best. Are you OK at saying I'm useless at Pilates? When I was an athlete, I ran 100 metre hurdles. So um I was really good at something very specific. Mm. So for me, like I loved 100 meter hurdles, but now my focus has totally shifted. So I just want to feel good day to day and grow into old age, minding myself, you know, and it, but enjoying myself as well. Like that's an interesting thing, actually, in that our four week summer strong challenges, one of the one of the goals on is to do one thing every week that makes you happy and to name what you're going to do. Um, so for me, it's just about being happy and joyful and being well and um, being useless. I'm okay about being useless and stuff, but I'm still really competitive. So oh, there's good. still some things that I do. Like I have a WhatsApp group with Fittest Family Coaches and mm. we're stupidly competitive on that about ridiculous oh, I can things. imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> well, tomorrow, as you said, is the kickoff for the four-week Summer Strong Challenge. A really easy website to remember. It is simply derval.ie and that, of course, is D-E-R-V-A-L. And as we said, Derval, you are offering one week for free on that. And then if you know any frontline workers, and we're not just talking about nurses and doctors who are doing such amazing jobs, but other people who are out on the front line making sure that we're okay, you can apply for them to have a three-month free membership as well. Derval, it was so lovely to talk to you. I know a house with children is madness. So well done on the quietness and everything in your house. I'm very impressed. Yeah, well, my four-year-old is heavily bribed right now. Um, so it is, and you know, I would say out there for any parents trying to juggle it with kids, it is really hard at the moment. So oh, take so pressure hard. off yourself. I watched my child eat a whole Easter egg out of the fridge when I was on a Zoom meeting yesterday and I just thought, I'm going to have to just let this go. Oh, you just have to let so much go. And you know what? <laughs> it doesn't take a lot, I think, for them to be happy. And we true. have to remember that, you know, yeah, mind true. yourself. True. And well, mind yourself as well, Derval. And that website, again, is derval.ie for all those details. Thanks a million for talking to us this morning. Thanks for having me. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Well, love is a key sign system. It's used by children and adults with intellectual disability and communication needs in Ireland. And they are supporting families and carers during this time by providing free temporary access to over 
580 law of signs. To tell me more, Deirdre Coleman, who's a speech and language therapist and law of tutor based in Waterford, is on the phone. And you're very welcome to the Sunday Grill, Deirdre. Hi, Orla. Thanks for having me. No problem. Explain love to us then, Deirdre. Is is calling it sign language enough or is it a lot of other things? Um, well, love is, as you said, it's a manual sign system um, that was developed for children and adults with an intellectual disability and communication needs in Ireland. So love helps people to communicate. It's a very powerful communication tool. So with love, the difference with love is that the signs provide visual information along with the word. So okay. we always speak and sign together. And that's what you see on your Instagram page when you're teaching people certain words like cat and dog. Those pictures yeah. of those animals will be up there with the sign itself. Yeah, a lot of the time, you know, I mean, we there's, I put up a video yesterday, so we had the pictures. Um, with the sign but when you're actually when somebody is signing I suppose the benefit of speaking and signing again as you said is you have that visual map mm. to put on to the word so they're actually seeing the action and then they're hearing the word as well Okay so does that mean it's quite easy to learn? Yeah love is love can be learned by anybody um, and by everybody and you know it's Traditionally, I suppose we would have learned love, people would have started learning love um, through face-to-face training courses with the tutor support. Um, But I suppose with the pandemic now, we're not doing that. But we are looking forward to a time when training will be back in place. But I suppose to combat that, in the meantime, we have offered this um, open access um, to the online signs. So it's about watching the video and then mirroring it back. So it is quite easy to learn, yes. Okay, and having a bit more communication then. Yeah. What do you think then it's like for a family with a member with an intellectual disability who are in lockdown? Are there added pressures? Um, I suppose um, we're, we find ourselves in such a difficult and uh, uneasy time. Everybody, all our lives, I suppose, have been turned upside down at this time. But for families who have a person with a communication difficulty or an intellectual disability, there is that added pressure at this time. Because I suppose where previously they would have been out every day, they would have been at school or in their early intervention service or their day service, they're now in the home. So I suppose for those families, they, they're they doing a lot of those activities that were previously done outside of the home are mm. now being done at home. So they're having they're having to know a lot of those extra signs now that they wouldn't have previously maybe done at home with their loved one. So now they're having to do those extra activities. So I suppose, again, that was why Love opened up the online signs to make sure that people weren't in a position where they didn't have the sign for something, which could in turn have led to frustration for their Love user. So hopefully we have alleviated that now for those um, law of users and their family members by providing the open access, allowing them to be able to look up a sign very easily if they need to. Brilliant. And have you had much interaction from users? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's been it's been so popular, and so many people have um, signed up for the online signs. And I mean, it's very easy to do that if you um, if you head over to our website, which is www.love.org. There's a step by step guide on how to access those free signs online, and it's a very simple process. And I suppose there's lots of um, additional information on the website as well, and it will lead, link you into the various platforms where you can find love, such as the Instagram page 
our Facebook page, our Twitter, and then we have a YouTube channel as well. So there's lots of different resources out there that can be accessed to support those signs that you're learning, those new signs that you're learning. Okay, great. And then you've got two very special friends in your life called Larry and Lulu. Tell us a little bit about what they do for you. Larry and Lulu. Um, so Larry and Lulu, they are they're the newest members um, of our love team and I'm really enjoying working with them. So they kind of came on board um, at the start of March. So they've brought a really fun element to learning signs at home. Um, we're doing it through various different activities of with videos and IGT videos of reading with love singing and signing and then we've different themed activities as well um so we looked at over easter we had easter themed activities and we did farm team last week so it's a really it's a lovely fun element um for the kids especially when they're not in their schools or day services now or attending speech and language therapy so this is a nice interactive way um to learn new signs and it's fun and it's generated a lot of new traffic i suppose and we've got lovely feedback um, right. across the different um, platforms about them. Brilliant, because I think an awful lot of um, organisations have had to think outside the box. But um, as we said, you have the added pressure of communication. So you're doing what you can, which is so great to see. Good, thank you, thank you. OK, so the best place that people can get the details is from that Love website, which is love.org. But if you visually want to see some of those photos and videos that you're making, probably the best place to yeah. go, Deirdre, is that Instagram page. If you search for love sign on yeah. Instagram. So, yes, our handle on Instagram is at Love Sign and then our Facebook page is Love Sign and our YouTube, our YouTube channel is Love Sign as well. So any of those social media platforms, you'll be able to access uh, lots of different videos and we'd love to have people come on over and interact with us. Brilliant, Deirdre. Well, thank you so much for talking to me this morning and no best of luck with everything that you're doing at Love. Thanks. Thanks so much, Orla. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Lots of businesses and charities are struggling during the realities of COVID-19 and lockdown and animal shelters are no different. With that in mind, Petmania has launched a food appeal to help some of its struggling rescue partners. Emily Milner from Petmania is on the phone, as is Helena Lamanu from Ash Animal Rescue in Carlow. I'm hoping I got your name right there, Helena. It's fine. It will absolutely close enough. Thank you. Helena, we might start with you. Tell us what is going on in your world of animal rescue. What is happening? What is not happening? Well, there is a lot of work happening because we have closed the centre to the public on the 15th of March, Mm -hmm. but also to the volunteers. For our age, we would rightfully be cocooning, which we can't fully do because we still need staff to come in because we have 140 animals that need to be cared for. So there is not a hope we could do that just with the two of us. Mm. But we try our best to keep the contact as low as possible. Okay. So when you say 140 animals, what type of animals are we talking about? We're talking about cats and dogs, which is and has always been our main number of animals. But we also have the, the little horses, the falabellas, the, the donkeys. We just took in a group, a new group of donkeys before all this started. So then we have the, the, the sheep, the goat, the ducks, the foxes, the pig, uh, the guinea pigs, the rabbits, 
I think I'm coming to the end of that <laughs> row. And of course, every single one of those animals has very different needs. Absolutely. A goat. I forgot my goat, McNulty the goat. <laughs> he, he, he is definitely part of the ash well, team as well. Helena, do you know that goats are my favourite animals? Oh, you should come and meet, when we're open again, you should come and meet McNulty. Oh, He's really special. I need to meet McNulty, I think. Really and truly, there are these very obvious things like our money is gone, our income is gone, our fundraisers are gone. Normally we have a sponsored dog walk in April. That is really Emily's sponsors dog walk because Padmania organizes that for us every April. This year it's gone. For now, anyway, there's no mini marathon. And there are other fundraising efforts that are just not happening mm. right now. Mm. And in the meantime, so, you have lots of practical work that you need to carry on doing. So, well, um, you know what? Our cost is not much lower than normal because we still, you would be surprised, our vet is only doing emergency treatments. We would still at least be in the vet three or four times a week because, I mean, you have 140 animals and new ones, sometimes damaged ones coming in, still coming in if they are emergencies. You need a vet very often. So, Emily, that's where you come in. So, as Helena said, um, an annual charity event that you usually hold for Ash Animal Rescue in Carlo, gone, of course, because of everything that's happening. So, what are you doing differently at Petmania? Yeah, so, I mean, Petmania stores are open, and uh, thankfully for that. um, So, an essential service, obviously. Essential retail, so those dogs and cats and fish and everything else do need their food. Um, And... I suppose that's that's why we've where we've been classified, and I suppose where we've at, we have, we're working with rescue centres across the countryside, and certainly you know Helena's story in Ash is repeated across the country with all of the rescues that we're working with fundraising efforts. Just they they've been called to a halt, um, but the animals in their care still need to be looked after and still need to be fed, and um, all of our rescues have been coming to us saying, look. You know, actually, really, where we're struggling at the minute is making sure that we have food and that we can feed them. So that's where we decided to put together a food appeal form to support our rescue centres. So we, there's a couple of different ways that people can donate to that. Mm-hmm. They can donate in store. So if they come in store and they want to pick up an extra bag of food, and they can drop it in the hamper in store, and that that food will go, will make its way back to our rescue centres. Um, Alternatively, if maybe a customer isn't in a position to come in store, they can call us in store and they can make a purchase over the phone and they can do the same. Um, or we've also set up a, Go, a GoFundMe page. So if you go onto GoFundMe and search Petmania, you'll find it. Or you go onto our website or our social media pages, you'll find the links to it. Um, and all, all of them, people can make a cash donation that way. And if they could, any little... Any little donation at all that people can make would be greatly appreciated and any funds that are raised will go straight back out to the rescue centres. Nice. So um, it, it really is something that we're hoping we'll be able to get some get some money together for them. Brilliant. I have to say, Emily, this is the time where I really miss not being back in Wexford with my mother's two dogs. I'd love to have a dog. I think it would take a lot of uh, time out and, and make you go out for a walk. But... I, I presume people are still trying to get dogs now, are they? Yeah, I mean, certainly we would always get inquiries from people looking for dogs or cats. And um, I would say that certainly over the last month or so, there has been a significant increase in the number of people coming to us 
for various different reasons, but they're coming to us asking us the question. And we would, again, always recommend back to our rescue centres and encourage people to think about adoption first. But I suppose at this time of the year, while all of this is going on, um, I suppose we just want to be mind or ask people to be mindful that if they are looking at getting a dog or a cat or any pet, that they really are considering the long-term care that that pet is going to need. Um, that, you know, it's great, you're at home now, you've loads of free time, but that's not always going to be the case. Mm. And as, as the world starts coming back to norm um, and you're back out to work and the kids are back out to school and all of those things are happening... Um, that pet is still going to need the same level of care um, and they're going to be used to you being around um, so much as well. So it really is important that if people are making that decision to to get an animal, that they really are being considerate of it. Um, and as well, like Helena said, a lot of the rescue centres are currently closed. Um, rehoming has been halted as well. Um, so we just ask people to be mindful of the animals that they do have, make sure that they are looking after them well. Um, and really just, you know, we want to make sure that that population of, of pets that are out there has really just been looked after at all at all points along the line. And we would ask people to just be mindful of their needs both today and tomorrow and in six months' time. Um, as always, our team are in, on hand in store if people have any questions, if they're wondering about leads or walks or food or any of those things to pop in and have a chat um, give us a call over the phone we're available um, and like I said our stores are open um, but again just to be mindful of what's happening mm. and if you can if there's, if there's an extra few euros in your pocket that you might be able to send in the direction of the rescue centres that we're working with it really would be appreciated because like I said any money that is donated or any food that is donated will go straight back to our rescue partners so Brilliant. in Carlo we're working with Ash we're also working with Protecting Pound Dogs in Kilkenny and we have a number of other rescue centres across the country that we're working with so okay. at the minute we're fundraising for eight rescue centres Good stuff good to hear on that website if you want to check out more details on how you can donate is petmania.ie Emily thank you so much for joining me this morning and Helena I hope you're doing well in Ash Animal Rescue in Carlo thanks for talking to me as well You're very welcome Orla and thank you for talking to me. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103 Well to end off our week as usual we are talking to our very own Donald O'Donoghue from the RT Guide Hello Hello Orla Not, Do you ever get to go into the RT Guide these days? No I haven't no. actually been in there since was it was it Friday Friday the 13th wasn't it okay, in March yeah. the day after Unlucky for some Unlucky, unlucky for, for lot, you yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't been in actually I just can, I can, I can work remotely very well so it's Yeah fine. me too Okay let's talk Um okay. All right, Netflix from Wednesday. I didn't even know Michelle Obama was making a doc. But yes, that book that people seem to be nuts about becoming is becoming a documentary. Oh, I like it. Actually, this, this literally, I mean, it just, literally, the word, it just dropped last week. And Netflix suddenly announced it midweek last week, just earlier this week, or four days ago, that it's suddenly got a, uh, from this Wednesday becoming uh, based. Uh, actually, it isn't really based. It's actually torch. It's like a inspiration for this uh, for this documentary it's uh, Becoming was came out in 2018 the book the memoir which actually I read it at the time it's you know it's got sales of 10 million plus it's wow. like the, big, it's the biggest selling book of the year uh, and the following year as well I imagine and uh, it's actually it was beautiful it's very, very well written but also very um, open and honest and candid I mean about her life inside and outside uh, the White House and uh, I think she described the very first time she saw uh, Barack, her husband to be Barack Obama mm-hmm. they met in the law firm where she was working had been working and he was just a new, newbie in from Harvard 
she said he was an exotic geek. And then she tried to, I was going to say pawn him off, but she actually thought he might be, he was very cerebral, so she tried to set him up on a, on a blind date with, with someone else, okay. which obviously didn't work. But uh, yeah, was, but the book itself is very, very, very good. I really liked it, actually. And, um, but now it's, here comes the series, um, not the series, the documentary. Uh, it's also being made by Higher Ground Production Company, which is owned by the Obamas. Okay. And they set that up, was it last year or the year before? It's already um, had... It's already released one Oscar-winning uh, documentary called American Factory, which I haven't seen. No, you haven't seen haven't even American heard Factory. Of it won the Oscar la- la- this year, yeah. Okay. Documentary. But this basically this documentary follows uh, Michelle Obama on her 34-city tour through the U.S. back in 2018, in the in the wake of releasing her memoir. So she meets young people, old people, all types of people, and it's basically kind of like a a, jo- a an odyssey through the heartland of America, and I suppose a hopeful odyssey as well. Um, she tweeted actually uh, last week when it just when it, actually sorry she posted on Instagram when it came out last week that um that she uh, you know first of all she's unfortunate but also that she's a huge hugger she does a lot of hugging you know okay. but she oh, can't she do that can't. right now obviously but yeah. she's like but in, in in this documentary you see her hugging a lot of people obviously that's her that's her thing as well you know very warm person seems seemingly I mean comes across in the book. And uh, so it could be, could be interesting. I think I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, I think know? I'll watch that. And it's better than what I have been watching at the moment, which is uh, Donald Trump's wife's Instagram account, because she doesn't come across as quite warm, unfortunately. <laughs> Donald Trump's wife's Instagram account? You mean, yeah, so what's her she name? Has, so his Instagram account is POTUS, and yes. her Instagram account is Flotus, which she of obviously course, took over lady, from yeah. Michelle mm-hmm. Obama. And it's her saying, hello, America. And... This just like you know the way you say Michelle Obama is warm and a hugger. This yes. is very straight laced and tall back Re- remote, yeah. and reading mm. from a script. So completely yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can just mention very briefly as well, actually I'm working watching at the moment actually, um and the reason I was I was doing earlier in the week there, I went downstairs to turn off the light as you do mm-hmm. in the middle of the night because the lift went on. <laughs> and I ended up uh, eating a, a bowl of hummus and watching The Last Dance. <laughs> <laughs> random random thing to do at, uh, at ten o'clock at night. But uh, watching The Last Dance, which is uh, the Michael Jordan oh, the, the I Chicago must try Bulls this. documentary. Yes. Yeah. It's getting really good well mainly good reviews uh, uh, they're saying it, it, it's beautifully shot it's really compelling engrossing but it's also like I think slightly biased in 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 wake in the in the wake of um, in in the line of uh, Mr. Jordan because he actually gave the go ahead for it to go ahead in the first place. Okay. So and that's one thing in terms of becoming, but with the Obamas, they're the people behind it as well. So I'm wondering how yes. how straight up will it be? That is Michelle Obama's uh, becoming is on Netflix from Wednesday. Then the next day on Thursday at nine thirty five we have RT One May Day twenty four hours in Ireland's lockdown. Oh, Donald. I know, I know. Do you know what? Actually, I was. Do you know what? This intrigued me, right? Because it's it, it, it could be it's it, it's a special documentary made um, earlier. I know what I do month. in lockdown. I but know. I mean, exactly. So I'm thinking to myself, how the hell can I make a program about it? Because I mean, what are we going to see? Just empty, empty streets, empty houses, nothing to say. You know, when people ring you now and they ask what's what's been, how, how's your day, and you're kind of like, hmm, what did I do today? Let me see. I went to the living room, sitting room. Mm-hmm. Just like, but. You know, this is this is an hour-long documentary. It um, it will be. I, I probably will watch it. Cause I want to see what has happened, what hasn't happened. There's 24 hours in, a day, a day in the life of a, a country under lockdown. Now, are these um, the same people who make the day in the life and they pick a certain facet no. of society? Which I love that Irish television yes, series that was. I being like made. that as well. Loved yeah. it. Yeah, so, I'm not sure how this will work. Though. Okay, yeah, I don't know uh, how this likely. will work either. Like, I would be interested to see a day in the life of a frontline worker, but. I know yep. what my day goes like. Okay, sure, we'll give it a go. It's on on Thursday at 9.35 on RT1. It's called May Day, 24 hours in Ireland's lockdown. Now, let's talk about a very English scandal, which is on RT1 on Wednesday at 10.35. This is a repeat from a BBC series, is that yeah, right? Yeah, this is shown previously in the BBC in 2018. I watched it at the time. 
Um, it's funny because it may have been, I don't think it's been shown on RT before, but if okay. you haven't seen it, you should, I, I don't think you have seen it at all, have you? Mm, tell it, me what it's about now. Okay, it's, it's a story of, um, story of a, a very ambitious uh, British MP, Jeremy Thorpe, who back in the 60s was being uh, primed and, you know, he thought himself he'd make, he might even make him prime minister. But then, he has a, an, an affair with a young man, his secret lover, and the scandal that rocks uh, the oh, establishment. Wait, not no. so establishment Is Hugh Grant, Jeremy Thorpe in this? Hugh Grant plays Jeremy Thorpe. I have seen this. this oh, have you? And Ben Wishaw plays his secret lover. Yes, uh, who is Norman, also who in Bond. Scott. Sorry? He's a Bond actor. He is, of course. He's, yes. a Bond. He's the guy who plays all the gadgets. What's yes. his name? Q, W, X, Y, Z. I'm not sure. One of those. Um, but, yeah, Ben Wishaw is... Um, it's, it's brilliant. In fact, Ben Wishaw won won the triple. Uh, he won the Golden Globe. He won the Emmy, and he won the BAFTA for this role. Um, and um, it's it's also seen. Remember, this, it's also seen in Dublin. He goes to Dublin on one stage. Oh, uh, character of uh, yes. Ben Wishaw's character. Yes. Dublin, not the swinging Dublin. Yeah, it's but a long time since I've seen it, but it was brilliant. So when it was that? Twenty eighteen was it? Yes, twenty eighteen. Mm. Yeah, May twenty eighteen. Mm. Russell T Davies uh, made it, directed it. Uh, it. Does a brilliant job. Uh, ben Wishaw is brilliant as the kind of. Uh, Kind of, um, how to say, kind of, he's kind of saying vulnerable, but also kind of a bit kind of manipulative in some ways. But Hugh Grant, I mean, Hugh Grant in his in his latter years, I suppose, if you want to call it that, he plays gangster. He plays the the kind of the sly kind of manipulative characters very well in the, in the recent Guy Ritchie. But here he's kind of a sly, charming, Machiavellian type character, and he's brilliant. I mean, you you've seen it. You, you just how mm. good he is. Oh, this, it's you know? brilliant. I thought he would have picked up some awards as well as well as Miss Wishaw, but it, Mr. Wishaw. But it's actually. I really like this three-parter. Yeah. Really, really good. I loved it. And, it's and if, you, if, if you can't, tape it. If you haven't seen it, tape it. I would recommend you tape it. If you're not going to stay up that and late to watch it. And it goes through the years as well quite well, doesn't it? It does, it does. It does mm. indeed, actually, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, well, that is back on RTE1. If you didn't see it the first time around on BBC, a very English scandal. It's on on Wednesday at 10.35pm. On Thursday at 9.35, it's RTE1 on May Day, 24 hours in Ireland's lockdown. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, oh yeah. I don't think that's <laughs> happening for you, will it? <laughs> I just don't. You know, I just need some a bit of light. You want to escape from lockdown, don't you? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. Do you know what I'm watching on now TV, and I'm judging myself, so I'm okay with telling you all the Real Housewives franchise. Real oh, Housewives of Beverly Hills. My wife is watching that as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Wall to wall housewives, wall real and otherwise. Wall. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel that whenever we have a conversation, you say your wife is watching well, the same but, but, things. But and you know, also the other one is the other uh, we've mentioned previous weeks, English. Um, sorry, Friday night dinners, which is totally, oh, which is just brilliant. You know, oh, it's totally. just madcap. Mad yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and um, can I just give you one more suggestion that I think your wife will like a lot, and I haven't seen yet, but a lot of my friends have been telling me uh, about it. Is too hot to handle on Netflix. Too hot to handle. Yes. What is that? It's a reality show. That's a cooking show. program, is it? No. As if, <laughs> as if. It's a reality show on Netflix um, where they're not allowed to touch each other. Oh, yes. Actually, Janice, my colleague in the Aussie Guide, said she's seen it and says it's pants. Right. Oh, really? The right phrase, okay. yeah. Because she really loved um, the predecessor after predecessor. Oh, yes. Love is blind. Love is blind, yeah. But she thought this one was just. Okay. All right. Well, I'll give it a go just so I can be the judge of that. Absolutely. <laughs> Donal, as usual, thanks a million. Thanks, Ara. The Sunday Grill with Crane and Crane Insurance. To compare motor and home insurance quotes across multiple different insurers, see craneandcrane.ie.